Hello, my faithful listeners. Welcome back. This is Bill Landon coming at you from 1548. And you're listening to Don't Kick Puppies. Today, I wanted to talk about in my life, a standard which I try to uphold. I am speaking of imperfect. Imperfect perfection or perfect imperfection. Where to start? I guess if you look at it, perfection and imperfection are merely a bifurcated dichotomy based on observation of assumed idealism. Now this involves resolving a paradox in one's mind. You see, We all have ideas, we all have ideals, we all have things that we strive to achieve. We have images in our mind of what's the perfect me, what's the perfect life. What's the perfect meal? What's the perfect movie? The list goes on. The list of imperfections goes on as well. Imperfections are the perceptual standard Rather, the perceived faults in standards that we create, imperfection, something that is not perfect. It's a funny thing. far easier to point to imperfections than it is to point to perfection. Now, this is only the case if we're speaking in terms of our assumptions, presumptions, and lofty standards. 
basic fact is that we cannot achieve some kind of absolute objective perfection. In fact, all things as perceive them are inherently imperfect. Now, the resolution of that paradox comes through acceptance, understanding, compassion, and forgiveness. We have to, we have to realize and accept that all things are innately imperfect in any perception. We are imperfect creatures, therefore we only observe and achieve imperfect things. And that is perfect. Imperfection is perfection. All things are inherently perfect. Therefore, all things are inherently perfect. Now, this concept may seem contradictory. It may confound the logical mind. Uh, Problem-solving mind that tries to wrap itself around concepts, the mind that strives for a perfect understanding, the innate human quality of trying to improve. However, these qualities as base, universal, and seemingly valuable they may be. Our pursuit, our longing for perfection, whether it be in our work life, our love life, our family life, our art, our 
our speech, our dress. The qualities that we use to define the goalpost of perfection, our pinnacle, our standard. These are still created and observed, judged by our imperfect being. Something that is perfect to me is not perfect to you, necessarily. It may be perfect to a few and fall short in the eyes of others. Imperfect persons, imperfect minds, imperfect viewpoints, imperfect consciousness cannot dictate absolute standards by which to value, and qualify perfection. In fact, if true perfection exists, none of us are personalities, our experience, none of that, none of us are capable of objectively defining perfection. I worked with a Native American chief. And he had a Japanese woman do the beadwork on his bonnet, his headdress, if you will. Hundreds, if not thousands, of beads in immaculate patterns. And she wanted to get it perfect. And in the course of weaving it all together, there was a mist bead, an off-color bead, woven into the system. And in her eyes, it was devastating. It was not perfect. But in the way of the chiefs and the teachings of the ways, that singular 
disruption, that accident, that imperfection is actually the perfection of it. Because it showed the handmade quality of it. It showed the painstaking effort that went into the beadwork. Without the imperfections in our nature, without the imperfections of our foibles, of our actions, there would be no concept of perfection. If everything in the world was absolutely perfect, what a boring world that would be. A scientist who's looking through a microscope into a petri dish is not looking at it to see that everything is functioning perfectly. They're looking for the discrepancies that allow for the expansion of thought, the new patterns that may arise, the variables that can change circumstances. If you cook a meal, it may be perfect to you, but you cook that meal and share it with others, and you hear their feedback, you can't create the perfect flavor for everybody. And if you continue to cook things the way you taste them, without understanding, accepting, and interpreting the qualities of flavor that others enjoy or dislike, then you cannot expand your culinary approach. I like to cook. I like to experiment when cooking. I like to act, to perform. I like to search through those performances. If everybody at the table says it's good, if everybody at the show says your performance was brilliant. That does not allow me an avenue for growth. I 
I want to know that I need to use less oil or use less emotion. I want to base my cooking on experience. I want to base my performance on experience. And all experience is inherently imperfect. Go through your life experiencing different things. It's something we all do. It's universal. If we're living, if we're conscious, we are experiencing. We are sharing an experience at times. But many of us know that the experiences we have are not designed to be perfect. They don't fit into our guidelines. The imperfections in those experiences are what makes them Interesting. I took a trip up recently to New York from Virginia. And I can tell you about that trip. I could say the trip was perfect. I drove up to New York and I came back to Virginia. It was a perfect trip. Well, isn't that a boring story? Many people would say, that's an imperfect story. There's no climax. There's no inciting incident. There's no denouement. It's, I went there, I came back. It was cool. It's not entertaining. If I told you I went up to New York and I already had a tire with a slow leak in it, but I had filled it up, so I kept driving. And then as I was driving, I got about an hour outside of where I was coming from. And all of a sudden, my tire started losing pressure, but it wasn't the tire with the leak. It was another tire. And so I pulled off as soon as I could and I went to a tire shop. Um, and my tire was flat. So I go to the tire shop and I tell them, Hey, I got a flat, um, I got a spare, but could you replace this and, uh, help, help me go on my journey? I've still got a long way to go. And they said, man, no, sorry. We, um, someone called out today. Yeah, we can fix your tire, but it's going to be three hours. Um, and I say, uh, well, okay. Can I use your parking lot to change the tire myself I'm like yeah sure man um so i'm out there changing my tire while all the professionals are pulling in other cars and fixing those and then i get my tire and i go in and try to wash my hands and i wash my hands and then i roll the old tire over and say look man i i, I see the nail can you help me patch it 
And the guy has a little respect because he just saw me change a tire. He's like, yeah, I'll help you patch it. Um, and we patch the tire, and I go on my way. Tipped him, of course. And then I made it up. That wasn't perfect. <laughs> I think it's a better story. Carry expectations and assumptions and hopes. We make plans. But inevitably, They all fall short. And that's not a negative thing. There could be negative qualities. Like I'm recording this right now and all in all very happy with the fact that there's just this dog that won't stop barking. Um, it's ruining my perfect podcast. But it is what it is. And that is perfect. Because things cannot be other than the way they are. No matter how hard we hope, no matter how much we plan, no matter how lucky we get, so if all things are as they are, Well, they are, and being is perfect. Our judgments, our values, our hopes, anticipations, expectations, these things are within us. But it doesn't change the reality of that which is. Finding perfection within the imperfections. Allowing yourself to 
move outside of your wants, your viewpoint, and seeing things as they are will allow for a more blissful life. It will allow for a more empathetic and compassionate coexistence with the world around you. If you accept that things are inherently perfect, it allows you to look within all things and find the perfection in it. Not all food is perfect, but I have had the perfect tomato. I have had the perfect piece of watermelon on a hot day. I have had the perfect stress and struggle and loss, things that seem inherently, intrinsically negative or disappointing that have turned out to have put me in a place that was perfect for me. If we stop trying to achieve some idealistic, conceptual perfection and start to live authentically and truthfully as ourselves with all of our imperfections in tow and all of our situational inconveniences around us. We can stop Wasting time and energy 
and thought and emotion on unachievable ideals and start to look inward at the glorious beauty of that which we have. Right now, the dog has stopped barking, and I hear the crickets on a beautiful evening. I hope all of you, my faithful listeners, can step back find something beautiful and perfect in your imperfect, beautiful lives. Thank you for listening. This is Bill Landon coming at you from 1548 Salon. And this has been Don't Kick Puppies. Rest easy and walk.